writing this letter uh, for Peter to help other young followers of Jesus stay faithful, stay, you know, persevere through all the stuff they're going through, endure the troubles, and then grow up to become mature disciples like him. So the two questions that we're asking this whole series is, how can I endure? And how can I stay faithful to the very end? And last week we looked at holiness. Here's the four things. This week we're going to look at identity. Now, yes, holiness is mentioned in chapter 1. It's mentioned in the other chapters too. Identity, kind of, we're going to read a scripture in chapter 2, but it's kind of all throughout. So it's not a list. It's not a checklist. This is four things that I, that I think like rise to the top of reading 1 Peter. Like, hey, if you want to you stay faithful in terms, if you want to become a mature disciple of Jesus, here's four things that you should not neglect. So today we're going to look at our identity, a proper perspective of who we are in Christ and who we are not in Christ. And so let's read this verse. 1 Peter 2, starting in verse 9. But you are a chosen Thank you. 
complicated relationship we have with forgiveness in Christianity. Because when we become Christians, we're like, I need mercy, I desire mercy, I want mercy, I need it, I need it. It's so real, I need it for my sin. And then you start living a good life, you start not being dumb anymore. <laughs> and you can start to feel like, I'm a pretty good person. And your need for mercy kind of like, mm, not as it's not as high. Let's read what Paul says. For Jesus, when it was just the religious, like the religion that you were exposed to was Judaism, and you felt like, well, they have God, but I don't have God. And then Jesus comes and he's like, hey, now you are just as, you're just as special as they are. Like, remember what that felt like? And I think when it comes to Ephesus, and even in Revelation, or Romans, we talked about this over the summer, remember? When we are I didn't take this picture, but this is of a, uh, a swearing-in ceremony for U.S. citizenship. I don't know, has anyone ever been to a swearing-in ceremony for U.S. citizenship? Uh, I went to my, I went to my, oh yeah, you did, not yet. Oh, not yet. Waiting on paperwork. Uh, there's a, a friend of ours in, in Ann Arbor, Julio, grew up in Peru. And he came to America illegally, and he uh, was hiding.
talked about true Christianity, cultural Christianity, and covenantal Christianity. And if this is too small to read, totally understand. It's okay. I actually have some, actually have some handouts if you want to take one home with you. Uh, but we talked about the difference between cultural Christianity and covenantal Christianity. In cultural Christianity, Christianity is not bad. It's not fake Christianity. It's not
Or maybe that's getting them to understand that they, are, they still need to accept the covenantal relationship that is offered. But this is my desire, that everyone would be secure in who they are in Christ. But here's point two. Point one is who you are.
world is not my home. I got the lyrics here for you. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Beautiful, charming, and yet, Exactly. 
hanging out with my, my friends, my worldly friends. And I remember they told a joke that was pretty like on the edge. And there was part of me that kind of went a little bit over my head. And I, was, I felt like this, I'm like, everybody's laughing and I don't get the joke. And I remember thinking, I'm going to be 
something comes like, you know what? That is something I have to retrain my brain. Like that's my DNA. I'm not gonna work with men someday. I'm actually gonna try to build friendships with men. Who would have thought that's possible? I'm actually gonna not objectify women and see women as actually precious daughters of God. Who would have thought that's possible? But it takes conscious effort to choose. I'm gonna leave this life behind. So where community is vitally important. And I'm not saying like we're all just going to conform and we're going to like make everybody the same. But we need people in our lives. I can look back now and think, man, most of who I am now is because of people that I had in my life. And I, I, I value their, their input and their influence in my life. But if we don't, if we neglect, if we never think, who am I? So I want to talk about communion. So we'll take the bread and the juice. We're talking about our identity. The night Jesus died, in John 17, when he prayed at the Last Supper, he prays to God about the guys that he's sitting next to. This is what he says, starting in verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. What I love about the scripture is we're thinking about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. He's got this last, like, group prayer with his guys over dinner. And he's praying to God about them, and he says, I want them to understand who they are and who they are. Suffered for our uh, for our sins. So we're going to pray, and then we'll take.
God, thank you so much for your son. Thank you for his 